0: Hey, it's Latif from Radio Lab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, How did I live this long and not know that? Radio Lab, Adventures on the Edge of What We Think We Know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Well, while Americans in Puerto Rico struggle to find gas and water, and their governor pleads for aid. President Trump spent the public parts of his weekend mostly focused on criticizing NFL players and owners and some NBA stars, too. An estimated 20 percent of all NFL players displayed some form of protest during the National Anthem at their games on Sunday. Some teams, like the Pittsburgh Steelers, stayed off the field entirely during the anthem. It was all after the president used his Friday night rally in Alabama to say this. And we did choose to bleep the president's vulgar language here. Wouldn't you love to see one of these NFL owners, when somebody disrespects our flag, to say, get that son of a off the field right now, out, he's fired. He's fired! It was just a little more than a year after Colin Kaepernick took a knee during the national anthem. Now this weekend's display of solidarity across pro sports was unprecedented. Dave Zirin is sports editor for The Nation magazine and host of the Edge of Sports podcast. Dave, it's good to have you back.
1: Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: It's Monday now, Dave. What are you thinking?
1: Well, I'm thinking first and foremost that it went above and beyond Sunday, what I thought. I mean, we're talking every single team saw some form of protest. Uh, the number of players who took a knee, uh, somewhere between 150 and 200, and more players as well linking arms. When you talk to the players about why they were protesting, uh, the common theme that you hear from Alex Smith, quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, who it's you have to say is white, or Lorenzo Alexander, linebacker for the Bills, you have to say is black, there, there is this unified line where they say, How can you have a president who refuses to criticize Nazis, but he criticizes professional football players? And I think that's where Donald Trump really stepped in it. I think Donald Trump was talking to his audience in Huntsville, Alabama, and his lizard brain, which is always attuned to the worst instincts of his audience, thought to himself, hey, I'm going to go after black football players who are concerned about racist policing and, and go after them for being unpatriotic for my base this is brilliant. And he did that. What he did not understand, maybe because he never played football himself, uh, is that in the NFL, they have something they call a brotherhood. And it's it's almost an I am Spartacus idea of if you attack one of us, you attack all of us. So even if the number of players who took a knee with Colin Kaepernick last year, or were sitting with Michael Bennett this year, was not great, What you saw instead was players saying, wait a minute, this is about something else than police violence right now. This is about the president calling for us to be fired if we exercise our First Amendment rights, calling for us to lose our jobs. And the president's comment, and I'm not going to say the words on your show, where he called these players SOBs, you have to understand, and I say this from having communicated with players, that connected and injured in a way That again, Donald Trump, who is such a rank misogynist, could not understand. Because the role of the mother in the NFL locker room is kind of sacred. I mean, there's even an organization of NFL moms... They're active in the locker room. they talk to people. For example, Michael ben- Michael and Martellus Bennett's mother, and they both protesting brothers in the NFL. Their mother Penny Bennett, whom I've gotten to know, is a school teacher and still active in the public school system for over 20 years. Everybody on the team knows her, and Trump's offhand misogynism to these players was a slap in the face to Penny Bennett. And that was not something people could abide.
0: Dave, what spurred the owners to get involved here? These protest movements are not new. And for some reason, this time after the president made his remarks, uh, owners, white owners of football teams felt the need to get publicly involved.
1: I mean, first and foremost, I think the answer is pretty elementary. Uh, It's the fact that Donald Trump didn't just attack the players in his speech in Alabama. He attacked the National Football League. He said the sport was terrible, he called on people to boycott the sport, and he poo-pooed the idea that players get traumatic brain injury and said that the league has just gotten soft. I mean, this runs against every corporate message of the National Football League, and uh, it actually threatens the profits of the National Football League. And so owners had to make a choice. Like, are you going to stand up for this game in which you're so heavily invested um, Or are you going to actually side with the president you supported, which which seems like almost like an act of, of nihilism or self-immolation? So they were not going to do that. The second part, which also needs to be said, is we have to remember that even though every single owner in the National Football League is white, save for Shahid Khan of the Jacksonville Jaguars, 70% of the players are black. And so if owners sided with Donald Trump on this, you would have heard black players say, I guess black lives do not matter to the National Football League, and they would have been, I think, demonstrably correct.
0: Well, we saw one player in Major League Baseball, Bruce Maxwell, a catcher for the Oakland A's, take a knee during one game over the weekend. And these protests merged with the NBA because Golden State star Steph Curry, before the protest started, repeated his sentiment that he might not want to go to the White House to visit the president. These things started separately, but they're spreading across the leagues now, Dave.
1: Uh, They are. And not coincidentally, uh, leagues that depend on black labor and black talent. Um, In baseball, of course, you're just talking about one player, uh, but basketball and football... I mean, they've just had enough with this president. And Donald Trump can say this isn't about race with one hand. And then in the other hand, he's going to tweet that NASCAR gets it right, which is a sport uh, that said that they will fire players or, or drivers or pit crew people who protest during the anthem while they wave the Confederate flag. So, you know, Donald Trump has given the game away time and again. Uh, People who say this is not about race, I think, should look out for lightning clouds, striking them down if they dare repeat such a thing. And, you know, this is where we are. I'm not surprised to see it get generalized because, I mean, players have this high-profile position, and Donald Trump is a racist, and nature abhors a vacuum.
0: Dave Zirin, sports editor for The Nation magazine, host of the Edge of Sports podcast. Dave, thanks for being with us. Thank you so much. Protest is nothing new in sports. Muhammad Ali gave up his heavyweight title and nearly went to jail to protest injustice and the Vietnam War. The list goes on. John Carlos, Jim Brown, Bill Russell, there are others— In the last couple of years, a new generation of athletes using their platforms for protest have come online. Michael Bennett, LeBron James, the women of the WNBA, and quarterback Colin Kaepernick. We want to get another perspective now on national anthem protests, on the president's attacks on players and owners, and on the state of protest in pro sports. Tyler Tynes is a staff writer for SB Nation who covers the intersection of sports, race, and politics. Tyler, welcome to The Takeaway hey good to be here well Tyler I want to start with some of the coaches and some of the owners of the teams that we're talking about uh, Pete Carroll is the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks that's a team that stayed in the locker room during the national anthem uh, in their game yesterday on Sunday Pete Carroll said we can no longer stay silent I stand with our players uh, how does that statement strike you and and what did you see yesterday
2: I mean it strikes me as as, as the very uh one of the better statements. Uh, of you know pete not being silent but he can do that kind of in his area of where he is you know pacific northwest with a fan base that's a little more left-leaning out there for the seahawks and also a team that has become used to uh, not only political statements but their black players speaking up and speaking emphatically about what is right racial justice white supremacy etc so for that team it's not uncommon to see something like this but a lot of these coaches and a lot of the statements from coaches owners uh even higher ups in these organizations are not you know they're not speaking about race. They're not being very front forward, facing about race or a white supremacist president or anything that has to do really with the systemic injustices that these black people are protesting for because the understanding has to be that this is not a response to Trump. Trump is like he's done with so many other opportunities. He's inflamed the situation with his comments and his rhetoric. This is about police brutality. This is about systemic injustice. about white supremacy and the fans of white supremacy becoming not only more inflamed, but a re-rise of white supremacy, a redemptive type of moment in American history as we're seeing with Donald Trump's presidency. So this has nothing to do with trump as far as it comes to protest this has to do with black athletes who are bearing the brunt and using and taking the onus of america's conscience as they always have done to talk about american societal ilk and and how bad it has become for folks of color
0: and yet there is a danger that with the protests becoming so visible and so much more widespread than they were a year ago that this is about trump in a way i mean lots and lots of players have watched michael bennett have watched colin kaepernick protesting a couple of other players too uh, but it's only this weekend, after the president's remarks insulting players or calling them S.O.B.s, that you saw this this massive show of solidarity.
2: Again, you know, I I think we shouldn't, uh, and not necessarily to be too hard on black athletes, because again, when it comes to speaking about these issues, especially in the realms of entertainment or athletics. It always comes down to black athletes who have to shoulder this brunt, right? Like, it's, it's up to them to say, okay, we're going to be the conscience. We're going to do right. We're going to tell America how it's messed up so badly because it's affecting us. And we see so many white players and white athletes who are doing the exact same thing they've done for generations. But the difference is that we disproportionately are asking black players to do more. I mean... Black players are of the bottom rungs here of poverty and have to break the chains of cyclical poverty. They get out of that and become the 1% to get into the NFL, and the NFL is only going to keep you for about two to three years on average. So... If black players want to protect their money and want to protect their families and want to do things like that, that's fine. I'm not asking you to step out into these protest streets. The difference is when you do, right? So we've seen a flashpoint at this moment of Donald Trump saying what he said, and that has changed how a lot of players feel because if they ever felt there was a safer moment to do it, it was right now, not when Kaepernick was doing it. They should receive blame for not standing up, but I also understand why they didn't. I'm more concerned with white athletes who are in that same safe zone of where they could have spoken up this weekend and chose not to. I have more concern with Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and white quarterbacks and players and owners and coaches who thought that these these unifying arm links were more important than speaking very viciously and, and very emphatically about systemic injustice.
0: Well, Tyler Tynes, the president has again reacted to the controversy that he helped create here. Uh, let's hear from President Trump on the tarmac talking to reporters. I've never said anything about race. This has nothing to do with race or anything else. This has to do with respect for our country and respect for our flag. Tyler Tynes, the president, says this has nothing to do with race. I never said anything about race.
2: I mean, well, he's a liar. Uh, th- this has everything to do with race. This is every single thing to do with race. He chose to specifically target black athletes, whether that's conscious or unconscious, it does not matter. He chose and targeted black athletes, some of the the biggest names in in, in two of the biggest sports that we have in this country. So this is one hundred percent about race in two leagues that are only embracing blackness and are also in black cities and have black employees, except at the highest levels of their of you know of, the, of their charts. Like like this is 100 percent about race. And when you say that these people should be fired. When you use profane language to describe them, you're not talking about white players. When you're talking about this has to be respect for our flag and our country, well, only one side of the the, the racial chart thinks that there's no respect for the country. There's white fans and conservative fans who think that black people are just non-patriotic when black people have to not only care about themselves and their families and care about not being shot down the streets and all of the injustices and oppression that they have to go through just being black in America, there are some of the most patriotic people you could also find. How hard does it have to be to care about your own humanity and then uplift a country that is spitting your face time after time after time again no they are patriotic just like you're patriotic this has nothing to do with the country nothing to do with the flag because this is about police brutality state sanctioned violence systemic oppression and white supremacy being posited by a president who's uplifting that same notion no this has all to do with race
0: tyler Tynes, staff writer for sb nation tyler thanks for being with us thank you we put out the call and we've been hearing from you on this story
2: taking a knee Is not a
0: sign of disrespect. If anything, it is a proof of what the American flag stands for, in that people have a right to reasonably express their dissent your voice on NFL protests. And many of you are speaking out on our Facebook page. Nemesio writes, I serve my country and as a Vietnam vet, I feel that the first amendment isn't just to protect the radical white supremacists who spew venom and hatred, but it also protects anyone who has grievances against unfair and brutal treatment of our citizens. Jeff wrote, what could be more American than standing to respect the symbol that brave men and women who have died for, for your freedoms. And Aaron wrote, if we can't protest for a, quality than we aren't the country we say we are. We want your voice. Tell us what you think. 8778 My Take. You can always head to our Facebook page or you can tweet us at the takeaway.